The main passage for godliness is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And as you can see, I will read from ESV. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Audio of what godliness is not, we looked and saw that godliness has nothing to do with your outer appearance. Matthew chapter 23, verse 27, Jesus said this, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. You see, godliness has nothing to do with your outer appearance. It has nothing to do with what kind of show you put out for others to see. In Matthew 6, we saw Jesus call the Pharisees hypocrites for making noise when they were given to the needy and also making more noise when they're praying out publicly to be seen. Those things right there are not what godliness is. In fact, those things are not godliness. Also towards the end of the audio, I share that with this audio, we'll see that godliness requires a heart change. You need a heart change. The idea of having a heart change to be born again was something that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Well, Matthew chapter 23 will go into Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19 says, And I will give them one heart, and a new spirit I will put within them, being born again. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh. You see, when we're born into this world, we have a hard heart against God. Our flesh that we live in does not want to do what God wants us to do, even though we know that we should do them. Rather, we will want to do things in the flesh. We want to live according to the world. We want to live to the sensuality that this world provides us. That creates within us a heart of stone, a heart that's hardened towards God. In order for us to be godly the way that God wants us to be, we have to have a heart change. The Old Testament prophesied this. They prophesied that God will take that heart of stone out and give us a heart of flesh. That prophecy has been fulfilled. 
look at what it says in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 16. This is the covenant, the new covenant, that I will make with them. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. And look what it says in verse 15. And the Holy Spirit, how do we have the Holy Spirit? We have to be born again. We have to believe Jesus in our heart and confess his name with our mouth. That way we receive the spirit. It will bring our spirit back to life. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying. This is the covenant. In other words, the Holy Spirit with their spirit is testifying. That I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. When we are born again, we will have God's law written in our hearts and in our minds. In John chapter 16, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth. In verse 13 it says, When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. In order for us to have the spirit of truth, we have to be born again. We have to be born in the spirit. Our hearts must change. We must replace our heart of stone with a heart of flesh to be born again. Again, godliness has nothing to do with outer appearances. And at the same time, it has nothing to do with what church you go to. It has nothing to do with what denomination you go to. And it doesn't matter if you consider yourself a good person. A lot of good people that go to church think they can enter into God's kingdom because they are a good person. Throughout their time in church, they just hear all about the good things. They hear about love, joy, and peace. Yes, as born-again believers, we have these things. We have them. There's no question about that. Yet, at the same time, they never hear the gospel. They never hear their pastor telling them that you have to be born again. Because the question will be, why do I have to be born again? The answer to that is, if you're not born again, then you will go to hell. Then you'll spend an eternity in hell. Wait a minute. I thought you said God is love. Then they'll ask the question, how can a loving God send someone to hell? And I'm answering that question to you right now. In the introduction to godliness, you heard me read from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13, I believe. It's either 12 or 13. I could bounce quickly to, I believe it's, yes. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. After you know, author tells people to strive for peace with everyone, and then he goes on to say, For the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Remember, Hebrews was written to Christians. The unknown author was written to Christians. Now think about it. At this point, people knew that when they were born again, the Holy Spirit made them holy. So why is the unknown author telling Christians about holiness again? And for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Well, to see that more, we have to go into Revelation. Revelation chapter 3. Jesus is speaking to the church of Sardis. He tells them, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then that you receive and heard. Keep it and repent. Let me stop right there and ask the Let me stop right there and also say that again, Revelation like Hebrews was written to Christians. Jesus is addressing to Christians. They already been born again. If they already been born again, then why does Jesus have to tell them to repent? Why? I mean, if it's once saved, always saved, then why do you need to repent again? Why? Let's go on. If you will not wake up, Wake up from what? What do they need to wake up from? Well, somewhere along the way, they fell asleep. Because remember, he says, I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember in John chapter 15, Jesus says, If you abide in me, You'll keep my commandments. And the only way to bear fruit is by abiding in him. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 1, Paul talks about believers that are departing from the faith. They are departing from the faith and they have gone down to the worldly paths. They have received lies from demons and they are end up endangering their souls. They end up searing their conscience. So we have to look at with 1 Timothy written to Christians, Hebrews written to Christians, and Revelations written to Christians. And yet all these letters tell, they warn Christians, you know, repent, be holy. They're talking to born-again believers. And look at what it says in verse number 5. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot out his name. If the one that conquers, if the one that repents and completes his works, then Jesus will not blot out his name in the book of life. This verse right here, verse 5, convinced me that one can lose their salvation. This is the verse that convinced me. These are the words of Christ. You're not going to debate against Christ. You're going to lose. 
when we read the Bible, we have to accept for what it is. We can't have our thoughts and try to put it in. I mean, that's what man's been doing for the last, I don't know, thousand years or so. Man's been putting their own doctrine for a really long time. And it has caused destruction and division in the church that Christ did not intend it to be. We have to accept the words of Christ. We have to accept the word for what it is. If my thought does not fit into what is in the word, then I have to get rid of that thought. I have to receive for what it is. And we see Jesus telling the church in Sardis that if you don't repent from not being complete, and if you don't conquer or overcome, then he will blot out your name of the book of life. You can lose your salvation. For a while, I think I was directing at believers. And this is also something the unbelievers, hopefully they can understand. But they have not had their hearts changed because they've been deceived. They've been receiving from their past of all the good things and never heard about what it means to be born again. In order for us to have that heart change from flesh to stone, we must be born again. And throughout the Bible, it's very clear. It says that no one is righteous. We cannot be righteous on our good works. We cannot be godliness on our own terms. That's impossible. About no one is righteous, look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. He says, we have all become like one who is unclean. I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We are all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the winds takes us away. That means we are filled with sin, and we have no righteousness. In us whatsoever. And look at what Isaiah said when he stood in the presence of God. And Isaiah was considered a righteous man at the time, but still, look at what it says in Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 4 and 5 says, And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe to me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. Isaiah knew that he was an unclean person, and that he was not worthy to stand before God. His holiness overwhelmed him, that it shook him. You know, a guy like Isaiah, who could not stand before the Lord. And the same thing, John on the island of Patmos, when he saw Jesus, the, the loved disciple, the one that was considered close to Jesus, could not even stand before him. They were all overwhelmed. We serve a holy God. His holiness is what separates him from us. That means he is perfect, and there's no one in this world that is righteous. We have 
a heart of stone. We need a heart change. We need to go from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. The way we do that is by being born again. We must be born of the Spirit. With that, our heart will change. We will have the Word of God written in our hearts. We will have the mind of God. We will have the Spirit of truth. In order for us to have the spirit of truth, we must have a heart change. And in the next audio, we'll look at with a heart change, we can pursue godliness. The Revelation Podcast is also over at Spotify, YouTube, and Rumble. Over at Spotify, it is the Revelation Podcast. Over at YouTube, it is the Patmos Channel. And over at Rumble, it is Patmos Island.